0: Whether we always uh, realize it or not, uh, I I believe that all of us have had life-defining moments, Uh, the the kind of moments that clarify who it is that we are, Uh, the moments on which everything in our lives hinge. There is life before that moment, and then there's life after that moment, and sometimes those two lives are drastically different. Uh, These are the kinds of moments that have the power to to uplift us and encourage us and strengthen us, uh, but also the kinds of moments that have the power to break us or crush us or leave us in despair, life-defining moments. Uh, Sometimes these moments, they are big and they are bold. Uh, They are clear. They're obvious to ourselves and everyone around us. Uh, They are moments like weddings. You have life before your wedding and life after the wedding, and sometimes those two lives are very different. Uh, But they also look like graduations, they look like funerals. They look like the moment that you got your dream job. Sometimes our li- life-defining moments, they are big and bold and obvious. But, but, but I believe that, that more times than not, uh, our life-defining moments are actually rather small, almost unperceivable. They, they pass by us without even a second thought. And yet, these small little moments are molding us, shaping us, defining us. Every once in a while someone will ask me uh, how it is that I ended up here, how, how it is that I became a pastor, or how did I know that I was called to do this. And, and I can tell every once in a while that someone's looking for a good story, uh, one of those big and bold moments, you know, a lightning strike moment, uh, the moment when I had the vision or dreamed the dream or heard the voice whisper into my ear, uh, something big, uh, something that would make a good story. But, but I don't have one of those moments. Instead, what I have is is probably more likely, like many of you, a series, a string of small little moments that have made me who I am. I I don't have the lightning strike. I, I don't have anything that makes for a good story, but I'll tell you one anyway. Uh, This this is just one of those small little moments, almost unperceivable, but a a series of moments that has made me who I am. And and it began when I was 18 years old. I was fresh out of high school, uh, barely my diploma in hand. I was ready to to go off to Concordia University when someone from church asked me to teach a Bible class, almost like a a Sunday school class to fourth and fifth grade students, Uh, but it was held on Wednesday nights, a pre-confirmation class. at the time when the woman asked me, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea how to work with kids. I had no idea how to teach. Didn't really even know too much about the Bible, but for some reason, I said yes, um. Now, I'd like to tell you that that is when the lightning bolt struck and I had the vision and the dream, that that's when everything clicked and and my life was defined. I I would love to tell you that I walked into the class that first day to the cheers and applause of the kids and and their hearts were melted and hearts were turned and we were baptizing people during breaks, uh, but that is not the case at all. In fact, for the two years that I taught that class, it was nothing but drudgery. Uh, to be honest, I dreaded going to that class each week. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know how to teach. I didn't know how to get things across to the kids. And, and the kids, I, I don't think, very much appreciated me. And, and the class was rowdy. Uh, I remember there's this one student. He was always causing trouble, cursing. He, he was able to find the most mild-mannered, quiet children and even get them to become totally obnoxious. It, it was a nightmare. Um, I would like to tell you that at the end of that class, I had my aha moment, that the light bulb went off, and I knew uh, that that was what I was supposed to do, but that's not true either. Um, I don't have a big and bold moment. All I have is a, a series of string of small little moments, Wednesday evenings, spread out over two years, where God made me too shy to say no the second time around, and he made the lady in charge too nice to tell me to stop. Um, but for two years, God was shaping me, molding me, teaching me lessons about humility, uh, telling me that it's, uh, it's not about the applause or the accolades, that sometimes ministry is really hard and quite honestly, not very much fun. And he was molding me, shaping me, reminding me that it's not about me, it's about him and what he wanted to tell those students. Small little moments. I, I think for many of us, these are the moments that define us. Are they the moments where your parent at age twenty seven years old told you that they loved you at three PM on a Wednesday afternoon and you had heard it ten thousand times over, but for some reason on that particular day at twenty seven years old it clicked for you and and you knew I am loved. Or it happened when you were a child and and the bully pushed you down at the playground and you didn't think about it at the time, but you just got right back up and that moment defined you. you are strong or Or or, or maybe it it happened uh, when you were in grade school and you were failing the remedial math class and things just weren't going well, but you became determined, you set your mind to it, you worked hard, and by the end of the year, you ended up with a, a B minus or a C plus, but that defined you. You can do it if you set your mind to it. Small little moments like that define us so often. You see, see, God also loves to work through small little moments in small little ways in small little places. Last week, we we talked about one of those small little ways when we talked about communion. We talked about how in a small little stale piece of bread, a, a little wafer, and a tiny little cup of wine, that God does something amazing. He forgives us. He shows up in our lives. He's present. We know that sometimes God works through nothing but small little words written on a page in our Bibles or spoken out of the mouth of some guy that you call pastor, words sung in stumbling voices and hymns. And today we're going to see that God works through another small little way, uh, through a bowl full of water and a promise, baptism. Now as small as this moment is, there are times when we, we try to dress it up, don't we? We try to make it feel much bigger than it is. We wear our finest suits if we're baptizing our babies, we, we put them in expensive gowns, we throw parties, we, we bake cakes, we light candles, but when you get right down to it, all that we have is a bowl full of water and a promise. Uh, but, but in that moment, in the moment of baptism, in the time that it takes for someone to splash water on you and say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our lives, both here and now and into eternity, are defined. Things change for us. God does something real. Uh, but don't take my word for it. Instead, I, I'd like for us to look this morning at God's word. Uh, we heard this reading uh, for today, and uh, our second reading, Acts chapter two. Uh, to give you a little background on this, uh, the apostle, disciple Peter, has just preached a sermon—one of those sermons that every pastor would love to preach, a really home run, knock it out of the park kind of sermon. We we hear it was so good that the crowd he was preaching to their their hearts were cut, and and they cry out. They say, "Well, well, what do we do now?" And this is what God tells them through Peter. God says, repent and be baptized. I I think that's important how God says that. He doesn't say, repent and go baptize yourself, as if baptism were an act that you did. No, we, we see throughout scripture that baptism is something that is not that you do, but that is done to you and for you. It's not primarily a ritual you perform or a profession you make. It's primarily a gift that is given to you. It is grace poured out to you. It is done to you and for you by God. And so he says, repent and be baptized. And then he reminds us who it is for. He says, repent and be baptized every one of you. Uh, Not just people who happen to have been born in the right country or into the right family, who have the right bloodlines. Uh, Not just people who look the part or act the part or are deserving of it. Not just people who are the right age. He says, repent and be baptized. This is a gift for every one of you. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes when we speak about baptism, we talk about uh, how it is a moment when we are brought into God's family. And one of the reasons we speak that way is because in baptism, we have the name of Jesus placed onto us. It's like we are receiving for the first time the family name as we are adopted into his family. Uh, We are his now. We belong to Jesus. We are his children We are part of God's family, and everything that that belongs to Jesus now also belongs to us because we're brothers and sisters. We're sons and daughters of Christ. So he says, repent and be baptized, receive the gift. Who, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're a part of his family now. Why? For the forgiveness of sins. And this is kind of the core of the gift. We're forgiven. Not just reminded of forgiveness, but actually forgiven. Now, like we talked about last week in communion, with communion we said we receive actual, tangible forgiveness. But we also said that at this altar, within the perimeter of that railing on on the first and third Sundays, that's not the only place that you receive forgiveness, that God gives it abundantly. And today we see one of those other places that God actually forgives us. So that when we wonder, am I forgiven? Who am I? We can know and rest assured, uh, I'm a baptized child of God. I have been forgiven. That forgiveness is real. So God says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And and as if that weren't enough, and of course it would be, we would all, I think, be content with that, to receive the name of Jesus, to, to receive this gift, to have his name placed on us to be forgiven. But we have an abundant God, and he says, and, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God now, in that small little moment, now God lives inside of you. Your body is his temple. He dwells within you so that wherever you go, you're never alone. You have the living and active God right there with you, the Holy Spirit pointing you to Jesus, creating and sustaining faith. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And if that weren't enough, you will receive the Holy Spirit. And then to hit it home one last time who needs this gift and who the gift is for? God says, The promise is for you. For you. If you've been baptized, know that everything up here has been given to you. That's his promise. You've been washed clean. You've been given a gift. You bear his name. You're a part of his family. He's welcomed you in. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. It's for you. It's for your children. It's for all who are far off. And, of course, that's all of us. Apart from Jesus, we are far from him. But in baptism, he draws us near. This is a gift for everyone, for rich and for poor, for foolish and for, wa- for the wise, Uh, for young and for old. This is a gift for everyone. Do do you see there how life-changing that moment of baptism is? (laughs) It changes everything, doesn't it? I think it changes the way that we think about ourselves. It it changes the ways we think about others. It changes the ways that we speak and the ways that we act. Uh, Some days, our, our baptism challenges us As we go out into the world, it challenges us. We have to to remember, I'm a baptized child of God. I don't think like that. Or I'm a baptized child of Jesus. I don't don't do those kinds of things. I don't speak that way. I don't gossip. Some days, our our baptism challenges us to to live up to who we are, to to live out that identity. Other days, our, our baptism is this amazing comfort on the days we've messed up, we've fallen short, we've hurt someone or we have been hurt, our baptism reminds us that, that those moments don't define us. The moments of our sin, the moments of our hurt, that's not who we are. We are baptized children of Jesus, an identity that can never be taken away from us. The gifts that he give, gives there are yours forever. You see, the truth is that our lives are filled with moments, aren't they? Moments that could so easily define us. Or there's the moment that the spouse left us, and we might be tempted to think that that is who we are, we are unlovable, but, but then we remember, no, I've been baptized, I'm God's child, I'm forgiven and washed clean. Or, or there's the moment that we lost our dream job, and we're, we're tempted to think that way and define ourselves by that, and, and to believe that, that I'm worthless, I have nothing to offer, no one wants me, but no, we're baptized children of God. We're tempted to to remember that moment when we really hurt someone we loved. We said some things that that we wish we could take back, but we can't, and we're tempted to think that that's who I am. I'm a sinner. I mess up. I keep doing it. I can't stop. But but then we remember, I'm a baptized child of God. Other times, we're, we're tempted to look to our positive moments, to the trophies on the wall, the plaques that we have, the letters before our name or the degrees that we've earned and to think that's who I am. Uh, I'm pretty great, (laughs) people must love me. But but you see, God doesn't define you by any of those moments, either the good or the bad. When your God looks at you, what he sees is his baptized child, washed clean, made holy, someone who bears his name, who's been adopted. He sees uh, his temple of the Holy Spirit completely forgiven and washed clean. That's who you are. That's the moment of your making. You and I, we're tempted to look to so many different moments in our lives. We're looking for the big and the bold and the obvious. Meanwhile, in all of our looking and searching and hoping for the big, God comes to us in the small, and he makes us who we are. You are his baptized child. In Jesus' name, amen.